This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Red Sox front office report this week brought to you by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning, the name to know when your drains don't flow, and by Kentucky Owl, the wise man, American straight bourbon whiskey. And Sam Kennedy, the president of the Boston Red Sox, joins us this morning on the Harbor One Hotline. Good morning, Mr. President. Good morning, guys. Need a shot of that whiskey after last night. <laughs> well, I may have jinxed. I in the In the Twitch chat, they are suggesting... That I jinxed this team because when we had Heim Bloom on last week, I said that he ought to mix the schedule up because he always ended up coming uh, on after uh, a loss, and you got you you got the day after wins. But uh, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, that is not the situation this you, this morning. You think that's a coincidence? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, listen, I'm uh, I'm aware that this is the most difficult division in baseball. However. Uh, it is. It's June first, and and this team is in last place, and I'm sure not where you want to be or expected it to be. At, at what point, from uh, from a strategy point of view, and maybe you don't, but do you start to look at making changes on this team? Yeah, n- n- certainly not. Certainly not now. Um, it's an odd thing. I, I've been around baseball since 1993, and you know, there's a old adage, which I think holds true is you really, you know, you start to look and see what you have around Memorial day as you get going. And, and we're obviously a week beyond that. And truly, I know it, it, it sounds odd given we are in last place in the division. Um, but the identity of this team is one that still gives us lots of optimism in terms of the offensive performances, the pitching starting to stabilize the bullpen, showing signs of being locked down. It's just we've got to string together series wins. We've had very frustrating um, losses and sweeps to teams that we feel we should have beaten. So it, it, we, we think the, the signs are there uh, of, a, of a team that can compete uh, and get into the postseason. Um, so that's our 100% focus right now. We were discussing payroll earlier, and I – I, Curtis, I, refresh me. I think there is there a hundred million dollar difference between the Reds and the and the Red Sox. Yeah. So this is on one site. Sp- Spot track uh, does this calculation where the Red Sox have about for the twenty six man active roster, it's about a hundred million dollar discrepancy between the Red Sox and the Reds. Is that worrisome to you when when you end up losing a couple here to that team? Well, for sure. You don't want to lose to anybody. But it, I think it also helps to dispel any notion that we are somehow cheap or not spending. Um, 
So, you know, like you can't have it both ways. Yeah. But I, I, I just, it, it's sort of irrelevant, um, you know, when you lose two games to a team like that, which, you know, you, you feel like you should win. It's frustrating. But at this level, everybody can beat everybody. It's uh, incredibly competitive in Major League Baseball. There's a lot of parity. Um, and we've seen that spending at the Major League level, um, the correlation between payroll uh, and, you know, and, and wins is is not always there. It's how you spend your money. It's how you draft and develop players and, and how you sign guys from international markets. Um, and we've been, we've been beating that drum for 22 years. It, it, you know, talent and wins come from all parts of the baseball operation. We're lucky here that we're able to spend heavily at the, the major league level. Um, but you need to, you need to be elite at all levels of your baseball operation. And that's what we're working towards. And, um, and we feel confident that, that this group is going to, going to start to get hot. Sam, take us kind of behind the scenes a little bit. How, how frustrating is it for you guys in the front office to kind of be in this position, right? Like, I almost feel like if you're in the Oakland A's position, you know where you are. You have no chance. And if you're the, you know, the Orioles or your team that's just kind of so far ahead, you know, like uh, uh, Tampa Bay, you feel comfortable. But when you're like right there, you're in it, but you're not out of it but you're really fighting for a wild card. How difficult is that position to be in? Because you can't really pull the plug, but you still got to stay invested. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's no, there's no quit um, here. And I, I think Wiggy, it is frustrating when, you know, you, you have difficult losses. I mean, it's what's so amazing about the baseball season, the ups and downs, here we are. I think we're game over 500, and we're a third of the way through the season, <clears throat> and it's it's been it's been a grind. Uh, let's be honest; it's been a grind. It's been it's been kind of win one, lose one, uh, albeit in in spurts uh, since opening day. Uh, and we got to be better than that. And the way you do that is you stabilize your rotation, which I think you could see that coming together. You get guys back uh, who've been injured, and and you gotta get some contagious offense going, which we've shown signs of, and we'll be okay. But we just got to start by winning series. It's frustrating. We got a, a series loss here um, against the Reds, so we now got we got a big weekend uh, against Tampa Bay. We know how potent they are, so it's not going to be easy. But we we got to focus on winning series. Kike Hernandez is leading the league in errors at eleven. Is uh, is that situation a wait for story, or is there in your mind should there be something done there? Yeah, look, I'm sure you know Kike is as frustrated as anybody, and and you know that's that's a discussion and decisions that would be made by Alex Cora and the coaching staff and and, and baseball ops. So um, hopefully things will stabilize there. And and uh, look, this is a proven veteran winning player, so uh, we've got all the faith in the world in Kike Hernandez. Sam, but saying that it, it, you hope that it stabilizes there. You have Cora yesterday saying we're not a good defensive team. So ha, ha, what is the urgency level there when it comes to shortstop and making sure that you guys don't let this get any worse? Yeah, I think it's the urgency level is high. Um, Alex Cora knows how to win. Uh, he's proven that. He's been a part of championship organizations. And so uh, extreme level of urgency, um, thanks to Haim and his team, we've, we've got depth, we've got reinforcements coming back. Um, but I think what you heard 
SEC was was uh, understandable frustration, and he owns that. He's he's accountable, and we all have to be. So, look, we just we got to play better. I guess uh, echoing uh, Alex's frustration after the game last night, it just feels like this team has a razor thin sort of uh, line there where you've given yourself a real added degree of difficulty to succeed. It began in the offseason when you allowed Yvaldi to leave and you bring in Kluber. You have a roster where you know that Story's going to be out for the majority of the season, but you figure you can maybe patch it together, and now you're leading the league at errors at shortstop. It's just – it doesn't feel like the team is championship-driven this season. I know the organization has won four. They've been the best ownership group of my lifetime in Boston. I'm – very grateful for the Henry and, and at all and Warner and everybody, but it feels like this team this season has to have way too many things go right for the team to be in contention. Well, look, I mean, I'm sorry you feel that way. Um, do you you feel like you feel like you are championship driven? Yeah, look, I feel like we have we we have the commitment from our front office. There's a belief in that clubhouse, and we're, we're going to stay moving forward. We're not going to let the detractors get to us. We've got um, a, a team that is battling out right now. We've been, I think we're three and seven in our last ten games. So natural to be frustrated in the moment. And, you know, you can opine on on what you're seeing. That's that's baseball. It's yeah. enjoyed in the moment, but you don't really understand it until. You know, you look back and see what's happened. So we're going to let others, you know, feel how they feel. But we feel a certain way inside that clubhouse, and we're going to stay positive. What about a, a mid-season division switch? Does that ever happen? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, listen, baseball baseball's innovating. There's new, new rules. You, know, you never know what might happen. I mean, maybe petition the league on that or something. I mean, that's, that probably would I'll work. let you do that. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I appreciate as always that you take the time, and we will uh, we'll talk to you again soon, and we'll keep the faith, Sam Kennedy. Thanks, guys. Be well. Okay, there is Sam Kennedy, and uh, I told I think they're champions. Their championship aspirations are no longer right. All right, uh, we'd like to win the division, but it's about making the playoffs. That's where it is. Yeah, that was the shortest I've ever heard Sam. With I thought the Curtis. phone hung up. Or yeah, me too. I, I thought my air, my uh, <laughs> headphone jack was not working. <laughs> I mean, it's not that to... I feel this way. Alex Cora feels that way. I did want to let that breathe. I mean, I you know, never mind the rejoin. I felt I felt it was necessary to just let that breathe. Yeah, it was very good. Sometimes in a conversation, it's a good thing to just stop talking and let the other person say something, and then he ne- he didn't say anything else. Yeah, oh. that was it. Bill's notorious. We would, we, would, we would still be waiting if we let him go. Oh man, that was great. That was a Missoula one-word answer. That was a Belichick. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> I mean, well, look. I mean, I'm sorry you feel that way. Oh yes. Wow. Pretty good answer by Sam Kennedy Curtis. I yeah. gotta tell you. What? Uh, <laughs> All right. Um, we should get to Courtney and to what is trending. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI.
Trending now brought to you by Subaru of New England. Five to four was the final as the Red Sox fall to the Reds last night. James Paxson went five innings. He gave up one run on four hits and struck out eight. They will try to avoid a sweep tonight. First pitch at 710. Listen to Will Fleming and Joe Castiglione on the Shaws and Star Market WEEI Red Sox Network. Shaw's perfecting the art of fresh. Before that, hang out with Rich Key for the Mass Mutual pregame show at 610. Mass Mutual Insurance Planning Investment. We've been talking about the Patriots a lot this morning, and we heard from Bill Belichick, and here was his response when he was asked if he views the quarterback position as open. Everybody's out there just trying to get better. Put me in that category, every other player, every other coach. We all got a lot of work to do, and this is the time to do it. So that's what we're doing. So let me be clear. He has Joe Judge's back no matter what, and that's mm-hmm. what you want out of coach, you know, supporting his, his, his staff. Uh-huh. But when it comes to his, quote, starting quarterback, we don't even get that. Mm-hmm. So well, Everybody's uh, out there competing. Yep, everybody. Well, I mean, I, he did. He talked about Mac being a hard worker. Mm-hmm. And, and he said that that's been who Mac has been since he got to, to Foxborough. Right. Well, look, I mean, I'm sorry you feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting. Uh, the NBA Finals kick off tonight. The Nuggets will welcome the Heat to Denver for Game 1. Tip is set for 8.30. Tyler Hero remains out for Game 1. And elsewhere in the league, history has been made. Monty Williams is headed to Detroit. He and the Pistons have agreed to a six-year contract worth $78.5 million, making him the highest-paid head coach in NBA history. Wow. And according to Vincent Goodwill of Yahoo Sports, the contract could reach $100 million with incentives. That is crazy that he's making that much money. That's and the, a lot of money. The yeah. guy's never won a championship. I know. I wonder how big of a pay jump that is from when he was in Phoenix. Probably pretty big, and he just got fired from a team that had, you know, arguably has, you know, two top ten players on yeah. it, Chris Paul, yeah. and they weren't able to get over the hump. Yeah. So, Well, how much money would someone have to pay you, Wiggy, to move to, to Detroit? Move to Detroit. <laughs> I actually like Detroit. <laughs> I I actually, really? I actually liked it. That I had never been to the downtown Detroit. Good spots? Huh? I, I don't know. I really didn't get a ch- chance to experience that. I went down there for my kid when he had a recruiting trip to go to Michigan. Yeah. And I actually like the Detroit area. Like, everything is right in that downtown area. Yeah. The, like, all your sports facilities are there. Yeah. You're right on the water. Yeah. It's a pretty cool place. Hey, and that's like this cool, um, uh, I think it was like a, a cool little, like, uh, uh, Harriet Tubman uh, type of statues because, like, that was the last place that the they made it to before they wanted to cross into Canada. Uh-huh. So Detroit was like the go-to spot uh-huh. for the 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 slaves that were trying the Underground to, Railroad, yeah. yeah, that were trying to make their way north, which actually north was Canada. How were the lemon pepper wings? Oh, well, it's Detroit, man. They do lemon pepper really good now. I mean. They, they know how to get down with that barbecue and that Midwestern food, and they know wings out there. Mm. And, they, you know, I mean, it's the birthplace of Motown. Oh, that's right. Cool. Oh, Little Caesars. I did go yeah. past there. I did go uh, past yes. the birthplace and of Motown. And also the birthplace of the horseless carriage. Oh. Henry Ford. Know that. Did you know that? Henry Ford. The automobile. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, uh, you said horseless carriage. I was like, well, how the hell is a carriage getting around without a horse on it? Is that like the rickshaw? That's <laughs> <laughs> what they called the first car. A horseless carriage. I thought it was the Model T. No, it was Mr. T. Wasn't the Model T? The first know. car was called yes, the Model was. T. Yes. Model yes. T. Yes. I'm sorry you feel Greg would know he was there. <laughs> 
All right. Well, Subaru Summer is finally here. Make this summer a Subaru Summer in a brand new 2023 Subaru. Details at SubaruOfNewEngland.com. That's what's trending. Here's Curtis with your weather. I am going to get the hell out of here, so I do not have a meeting today. Uh, <laughs> 71 degrees and sunny in Boston. Afternoon high of 87. Well, look, I mean, I'm sorry you feel that way. <laughs>